you understandably have high expectations of, you know, how I should be performing my various duties. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay that you don't be like, oh, wow, you did such an amazing job. You are the best. Oh, you loaded the dishwasher. I am so <laughs> grateful. No, I do expect you to do that. And you do do that. Right. You know, I, I just, that feels patronizing if I'm being honest. So, yeah. but the kinds of words of affirmation that I'm thinking that I could be better at is I often have thoughts in my head of like, oh my gosh, he is so handsome. I am so lucky he is mine. Oh my goodness, he sounds so smart right now. <laughs> this is one of the like real like blessings of working together is I get to see you in this whole other world of, you know, business mm. and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. that is like shines a whole new light that's on not what really, I didn't that's know. That's not what I'm looking for. You don't want me to tell you that how I mean, handsome you I are really and how believe powerful it. you were really in the boardroom. No, what I just want to know is I'm a good dad and a good husband. That's what I really, that's the affirmation that I want. When I met my husband, Nate, having kids was the furthest thing from my mind. But when we were married four years later, they came fast and there were a lot of them. (laughs) Oh man, I love being a mother. But the demands of parenthood with work and all the other stresses of life does take a toll on you. This year, we celebrate our 30th wedding anniversary. And over the years, we've learned a thing or two about what works for us when it comes to conflict, communication, and connection in our marriage and with our children. And now we're thinking about how to foster connection with our grandchildren. Yep, we're grandparents now with our first grandbaby born just a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, we are not experts on love and marriage, but last year, Nate was willing to join me here and chat about what we've learned and what works for us I hope you enjoy this special encore episode of the podcast. Do you have a pressing question about parenting but don't know who to ask? We are women supporting women, and we've got you. I'm Vanessa Quigley, and welcome to the Mom Force Podcast brought to you by Chatbooks. Welcome, darling, to the Mom Force Podcast. <laughs> Wow, this is a big moment. I know. And you know what? This is a true sign of your true love and affection for me because I know this is way outside of your comfort zone. Um, you're right, Ben. That is an understatement. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited to be here. When was I last on the Mom Force podcast, Vanessa? I think it was uh, 2020. We did an episode around Valentine's Day all about how we strengthen our marriage. Wow. Was that, that was in the pandemic? It I was bet it was before. 2019. It was, oh, it might have been. Holy time. crap, it's been a long time. <laughs> when you were together I for 33 I must not have done years. very well because you haven't invited <laughs> no, me no. back in four years. You know what? There is a little element of truth to that. I had in my mind how that whole interview was going to go, the types of things we would share and how we would laugh and reminisce. And I remember thinking you were mad at me throughout the whole thing. Come on. Well, not through the whole thing. But I think it's just another classic example about how communication is at the crux of every relationship. Like, it can make or break it. And even us together after all of these years, mm-hmm. still working on how to have healthy, <laughs> Did I really seem mad in the last? I think you were just, you know, again, not your comfort not zone. Comfortable. And yeah. I hadn't previewed the material oh, with you. You might have felt like I was ambushing it. you. It was a therapy bit. session. <laughs> so just so you know. Nate and I have gone through the outline here. <laughs> he has been prepared and is excited to share Hold ways on. that. How prepared am I? <laughs> I read this thing like 10 minutes ago, Vanessa. But I, it's true. Nothing is going to – it's not going to be a surprise what you're going to ask me. Yeah. I just don't know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Let, let's let's tell everybody how we okay. first met. I want to hear your version of the story. My how did we version, meet? Okay, and yeah. what drew you to me? Well, Vanessa, this probably won't surprise you, but I thought you were beautiful. Aww. And I had seen you from across campus in like a little flash of brilliant red hair white pants, a polka dot shirt. I'm from Florida. So I like to dress bright colors. And that wasn't really a thing in Utah where we were going to school. It's true. So I saw you from afar. I'm like, I've never actually seen a tall, redheaded person in my life and not wearing white pants and a polka dot shirt (laughs) and being spectacularly beautiful. So that got my attention. I was a simple, I still am pretty simple, but I was even simpler back then. So I'd never seen anything like you before. And that really got my attention. And then someone foolishly had gone on a date with you and and was describing how incredibly amazing you were and even went so far as to say, and she even sings, and he played a recording of you singing, and it, your voice was, like, incredible. 
I can't even remember the song. It was like a. It little, was one of the things I recorded with cont- Brad. Yeah, exactly. It's like a little duet you did with Brett, with uh, Brad Aldous, another one of our friends that we, you know, now a common friend, but not back then. So anyway, he said, "Yeah, she's tall. She's beautiful. She has red hair, and the, this is her voice." And he played it, and I said, "What's her name?" And he gave me her name, and that was it. I was. And the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Well, and we were both taking Italian. Yeah. And I needed an Italian study partner. And actually, mm-hmm. a guy I was dating at the time, I asked him, do you know anyone who's who's taking Italian? I need to study. Was it the same guy? And This guy put us together. It might have been. Anyway, he pointed you out in the Cannon Center mm. during dinner, and I set up a study group and I remember looking up date. when you said, hey, and I couldn't believe it was you. You were It was the girl I've been, I've been seeing for the last couple of weeks and knew had that crazy voice, and all of a sudden you were like tapping on my shoulder. Yeah. But did my heart, my heart almost stopped. You know? Well, Incredible. we got together to study, but we didn't mm-hmm. study. We just talked and talked and talked mm. and talked and talked. And that is honestly what I remember the most no. about those early days of our relationship is so we I... would just talk constantly. And yeah. this is before cell phones. Right. We would just find each other on campus. The little dorm room phones. Oh, yeah. Call up in the dorm if, if we were there. But mm-hmm. what I remember just like tracking you down. I knew where your classes were. Mm-hmm. And once we would meet, it right. was the rest of the day. We I, were just The rest of my classes, I would have to skip them. Do you ever wonder, what did we talk about all those hours? Yeah, I have no idea. Basically, our whole life up to that, we were discovering everything about each other. other. Right, because you would tell me about life in Florida with 12 siblings and farm animals and goats in the house and those stuff I could not even believe because I was from this very different kind of family growing up in Florida. I mean, in Connecticut. So, that yeah, there was like all kinds of fascinating things to talk about because our lives had been really different very very different yeah. we were very different mm-hmm. we still are very different you're a performing <laughs> arts major so a microphone doesn't freak you out and i'm an accounting major and i would like to just be left alone in my world to make a spreadsheet you are also a poet at heart and i will i will share a little something with our audience okay, <laughs> this is what later. i mean you did not say this <laughs> it's in my notes <laughs> to read your letter oh my um, goodness but we started dating before cell phones. We had a phone in our dorm room that we would call to try to find, figure out what, where we're going to meet up. And then late at night when we would say goodnight and go back to our individual dorm rooms, you mm-hmm. would call me on the phone. And I remember talking to you until you fell asleep. I would wake up in the morning with my phone off the hook in my bed. Because we just had like so much to talk That's about. So, that is really like late 80s, early 90s yeah. talking on the phone at night like that, yeah. like a corded phone. Do we still talk like that now all these years later? Uh, we talk a lot. We talk a lot. We have yeah. a lot to talk about. We have yeah. a lot of kids. Yep. We have a business yep. that we have been building together. I fall asleep a little earlier <laughs> than I used to in the olden days. Yeah, our communication styles have changed thanks to technology mm-hmm. and also this phase of life that we're in. But our affection for each other is <laughs> <laughs> only grown. Okay. That's true. So that's what we're talking about today. Communication and connection. We've been talking a lot at chat books at work about nuances of communication and connection in families as we've been building out a brand new app called HeyFam. We'll talk more about that later. It is so good. But I wanted to dig into like the nitty gritty of communication. We talked about how we would talk on the phone for hours and whenever we'd meet up on campus, we would just talk, 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 talk. But there was this unique time in our relationship where you were living on the other side of the world. Right. And we wrote letters for two years yes. while you were serving. One letter per week. As a missionary. And yep. those letters are amazing. Why, why do you think letter writing is such a unique lost art and should we bring it back? It'd be awesome if we could bring it back. Yeah, because you actually, I think because it's, you kind of, it's like taking turns in a game, mm-hmm. you know? Do you say things in a letter that you might not say face to face? Yeah, I bet you do. Can we I am terrified. show proof I have, of it? What is that? <laughs> this is a card that you sent me. No way. Valentine's, February 1993. That's amazing. You were living in Madagascar. Wow. And listen to this. Look at my handwriting. This, this is proof that you're not just a boring same. accountant. Oh, my goodness. Roses are red, violets no. are blue. In four months, I'll be home and smooching you. <laughs> <laughs> now that's some wait, awesome wait, wait. poetry. There's that's more. really good. There's more. On this day of love, I bid thee be mine. Oh my You'll goodness. be mine soon, I promise, because there's nothing that can keep you from me. 
I would scale perilous peaks, cross <laughs> deserts of dearth oh, and death, goodness. brave jungle of gloom, battle wild beasts, <laughs> grapple the very elements, realign the planets, and redefine the laws that govern the mighty, vast universe, all to win your love. Amazing. Wow. Did I really write that? How old was I? That's a 21. Yeah, that's a classic 21-year-old thing to write. You would never say that to my face. No, of course not. No. But I treasure the Listen, I was working pretty hard. I was on the other side of the world, and and you were the the tall, beautiful redhead I described earlier. I had to try to stay in the game. Okay, well, I I wish we wrote more letters. You actually, you're pretty good about writing me a card. You know that's the only thing I want for holidays, birthdays. Is just a handwritten sentiment of your love for me because <laughs> who would blame me? Where did you find that card? I, I have not through. seen that in 30 years. I saved years. all of our letters. I pulled out the binder. I dug through. Oh man, that's scary. Trying to find a Valentine's message you'd sent me. Amazing. I also, though, I just have to say, if we're talking about like how sometimes writing out our feelings allows us to really express the depths of our love for each other, sometimes writing helps us express things that are also harder. Mm-hmm. You've done that for me a couple of times when yeah, you need to communicate. When I need to get some things off my chest. Yeah. I, you do it typically through writing. I know because I think it helps because in the moment I can just say what I need to say or I want to say yeah. without worrying about your right. reaction in the moment. Right. And you also can get a little more time and space to think about to how you're going to respond. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's really smart. And we haven't had like – I haven't gotten 50 of those notes from you, but I've gotten two or three. Mm-hmm. And I remember them. And you're right. Had you tried, had you been saying all of those things kind of live in the middle of a conversation with me, I probably would have been like, but wait. And it would have been really hard for me to just sort of take it all in. And I probably would have emotionally reacted in some way and it would not have gone as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Writing, I think that turn-based thing lets you sort of actually say your piece. And you have a tendency, Vanessa. What? Beautiful redhead. <laughs> to sometimes get a little bit emotional as you're Always. describing how you're feeling, mm-hmm. right? And that just int- that adds a whole other layer of like now it's even harder sometimes to communicate because, right? It's just, yeah. it's, you're no longer. Well, like, I think when you see me cry, you immediately feel worse or defensive and it just. Or I want to back up and just like yeah. make it, you know, make it all go get better. But, but you're right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Why don't we write more? I know. We need to. I want you to know, though, sometimes I write things that I never give you because there is something about writing that sometimes purges my Mm. soul and heart of things that really aren't that big of a deal. Do you burn those letters? (laughs) Could they be found? I have have burned journals. You burned entire journals? Well, burned, throwaway, ripped out pages. I mean, there are some things that I have Mm. disposed of, but that's just an exercise, Mm -hmm. communication just with yourself to kind of sort out how your own brain is feeling before you put that out to the other person. I think that's smart. Okay. So letter writing, powerful way to communicate with right. your partner. Are we going to start doing this now? I would like to. You know, they sell like Loom journals, I think. Mm. It sells a journal, a partner journal, where you write something and then you give it to your partner and they write in it. I mean, I've got a ton of journals laying around. We mm. could totally start doing this. <gasps> Wouldn't this be fun? No. no. I was wondering writing? if we are going to like send each other letters like on pieces of paper, right? not like trade a journal back and forth. And no, like I did with my girlfriend in seventh grade, passing yeah, notes yeah. back and forth in school. Yeah, we used to do that. Okay, so letter writing, one great way to okay. communicate. Yep. It's worked for us in the past. It might be a great way for us to stay connected in the future. But phones, it's hard to ignore the impact that the phone has made on the world, right. but also our relationship because we started dating without the use of a cell phone. But now we have this amazing piece of technology that allows us to reach out and touch each other, touch someone. <laughs> Remember that? I do. At any given moment. And I, I wonder if we could share some of the like the rules of engagement that we have developed over the mm. years around using the phone to stay in communication yeah. with each other. I, the one thing we figured out early on that I really do like is if you call, obviously I always want to pick up when I see your name. And sometimes you can't. Sometimes I can't or I don't think I can. Mm-hmm. So I just send it to voicemail, which is weird sending your wife to voicemail. But I, you and I now know this is not like me not you know, wanting to pick up and talk to you. We have a mutual understanding that we are working most days. Yeah. It just means that, hey, I'm right in the middle of something right now, probably talking to somebody else and I can't pick up. But if you call back again the second time, it's an immediate pickup because that means something actually is going haywire and mm-hmm. it can't wait. So I pick up the second time. Yeah. And I, if I'm talking to somebody, hey, I really need to get this call. Yeah. 
probably a lot of people do that, right? But yeah. I think that's a really good little cell phone world norm of like, hey, I can't talk, send a voicemail, you know, I'll just ping them later. Well, we don't call each other very often anyway, just because generally mm-hmm. we're so busy during the day. But what about texting? Because sometimes I wonder if your notifications yeah. are off. Because <laughs> I will text you and I'm like, sometimes I need an answer right now. No, it's true. Yeah, I don't know. but I, You have moved me up into your top shelf of right. your iMessage, No, I mean, right? of course I want to. I read every text you send me as soon as I can and I mean to respond. But it's true that I probably sometimes don't on accident. That's okay. I do the same. I like that you have red receipts on, though, so at least I know if mm. you've seen it. Yeah. And I just assume the best because that's what I do. That is what And you that do. you'll get back to me later. Yeah. But I remember when we first got cell phones and you would travel for business mm-hmm. and I expected a call as soon as you landed. And sometimes mm. you would land and then you'd meet your client and then you'd go to dinner and then – all of a sudden I'm sure you're dead somewhere like he must because it was before you could track Mm. GPS find my friends and I would let my brain spiral Mm. to worst case scenario why you're such an optimistic person I know but you're the father of my children and I was home alone with these kids and you were going off you remember that time you almost got shot in Philadelphia yeah okay I can't (laughs) unforget that story unforget is that a word no I know what you mean (laughs) Yeah, I, I do remember that. But there was like back then, I don't think there was the same expectation of just like constantly checking in with each other, yeah. you know. So like, hey, I, I'm going to be gone for a couple of days. I, I was in my mind. I'm like, I guess I'll see you in a couple of days. Yeah. Well, we went for two years without checking in with each other, you know. I know. But now if I go on a girl's trip. Right. And heaven forbid I don't text you for but, three uh, days. Heaven forbid you never text <laughs> me for three days. I, I have made a point of being better at that. Yeah. But you know how I am. I out of sight, out of mind. Yes. Why do you want to hear what I'm doing with my girlfriend? No, I don't. I, I just, certainly don't want to hear what's happening at home while I'm gone. That's that's the real key. That's why you're not checking in. <laughs> I'm on vacation. Right. Yes. No, no, from it's totally my problem. It's totally fine. I think there, earlier in our marriage, sometimes I was like, I cannot believe she hasn't called to check in. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, we're not going to hear from her for a week. And you're okay with that? Yeah. Well, I try to make a point of sending you photos at least, mm-hmm. you know, like thinking of you. But I don't really want to call at the end of the day and debrief everything that's been going on. Yeah, true. Not no, necessary. I'm, We've matured past yes, that point, we've, right? We've, uh, we've, gotten <laughs> we've to evolved. The point where Vanessa is gone. She's going to be gone for a while. I love it. Okay. One of the questions on my Instagram, I, I mentioned, might have mentioned that I was going to be chatting with you about uh-huh. marriage and communication. <laughs> I got a few questions, people wanting to know some things. Okay. And one of them is Do we talk more about work or kids? That we work together. We've got seven <sighs> kids together. I think we talk way more about kids. Yeah, I think right now. Mm-hmm. I would say when we first started the business, it was all so new. Yeah, and, we talked a lot. I mean, we still and, talk, a lot, we talk a lot about both things. But, man, if you did the pie chart of the thing, wouldn't you say it's more about our family and our kids? Yes, especially right now. Yeah. Um, when we started the business, like, almost 10 years ago, our family was in a different place, too. Yeah. And everyone seemed to be doing really well. And it was just felt easier. Yeah. That part of life felt yeah. easier, and all the business stuff felt like it was yeah. Well, it was bigger it was, and new. The business and, stuff was so sketchy; like we were constantly almost going yeah. out of business. All Startup the time. life. So it, it's true. It was we, maybe you're maybe that's it. You're just talking about what is what is currently feeling like it is the most scary. Yeah. Do you ever get tired of talking about either of those things? Yeah. What do we? What else do we talk about? We talk about honestly. <laughs> No, seriously. Okay, it's not okay. Business, not sometimes kids. you else? talk to me about history. You listen to all these history <laughs> podcasts. You like to tell you me love about that. kings and queens uh-huh. and revolutions and yeah. yeah what do you talk about other than cool. business and feelings? Kids? You like to honestly talk about when feelings. I'm with my girlfriends, we like to talk about. I know, but with me, feelings with you because mm-hmm. I don't really like to talk about that. So what else do we talk about? Right. I know. <laughs> we have hobbies. We, we do, do have some hobbies. We do that have we like hobbies. Fishing um, and crossword puzzles. This is one of the reasons why I like to go out with other couples mm. because it brings like a whole new element of mm. conversation. And, yeah. and there's something, a little confession, when we are out socializing mm-hmm. and I see you socializing because mm-hmm. I didn't know this about you when I met you. I mm-hmm. thought you were an extrovert. Mm-hmm. I thought you were like party guy. <laughs> you were a lot of fun when we first met. <laughs> Very social. But you have fully blossomed into your introvert self. <laughs> And I'm, just turning, I'm just an old man, Vanessa. I'm I an old man. seeing you out talking with other talking people. Talking to other people. And we have new conversations, fresh conversations. Mm-hmm. And I feel a new spark every okay. time we do that. All right. Well, we should go on more double dates. <laughs> new fresh conversations, <laughs> new double dates. I love it. Um, 
communication. Mm-hmm. As much as we try to set ground rules and we try to have best practices, conflict is inevitable right in any relationship and i if there's one thing that i want my kids to know yeah and anyone listening mm. is conflict is a healthy part of every relationship mm. if you can resolve it healthfully okay and we talked briefly about how i used to write things out when mm-hmm. i was feeling some conflict i didn't know how to articulate it mm. i would write you a letter what are some of the other ways through our years of being together that we have resolved conflict oh man we don't have a ton of conflict. I mean, I, you're absolutely right that it is just part of life. And we do end up arguing about this and that and the other thing. I think most of our conflict, again, weirdly, it, it's just like we just were talking about. It comes back to like, how should we help one of our kids or try to help one of our kids or try to redirect one of our kids or whatever. And sometimes we don't see totally eye to eye on that. So that's probably where we have the most conflict, would you say? Yeah. And I think that goes back to our upbringings because Mm. when we got married, like we knew we came from completely different backgrounds. Our parents are both amazing, but they're very, very uniquely Mm -hmm. categorically different Mm -hmm. in the way that they raise their families. And that didn't seem like an issue. We knew that we would fall somewhere in the middle, but it's not until you start having kids and you start facing some of these hard things that you see those biases and preferences coming out. It's okay. Speak over you. I know. If we're going to be talking about communication, we should reiterate this is something that we're working on. It's right. not interrupting each other <laughs> and finishing each other's sentences. Oh goodness, Sometimes so I remember when we were first dating and we yeah. realized we know each other so well, we can literally finish each other's sentences. Like that's a good thing. Like, yeah. And you should actually let the other person finish their own sentence. <laughs> but because I'm still an evolving, changing woman, yeah. you might not know how that sentence is going to end. You should wait I to should hear. Zip it. The end of I agree. It. Yes. So I think the, 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 toughest conflicts that you and I have, Vanessa, it's about how do we deal with this hard situation in our family or with a what feels like a high stakes moment for one of our kids. And we may not immediately like be, you know, eye to eye on that. Yeah. Do you remember the first like real conflict or disagreement that we had? It mm. was after coming home from Christmas break our freshman year. And I was so excited to show you my favorite present that my dad gave me. I do remember this. Yeah. What was it? It was a, a very fluffy white fur coat it wasn't some, i think it was like angora it was some sheep some type of it was a she- yeah sheep i think thing. it was a sheepy thing. It, was, it did look like a sheepy thing <laughs> it was very fluffy and very fancy and i was so excited because here i'm a florida girl living in utah right. my dad gave me something warm right. and fabulous and it fully freaked you out yeah i because i was just fresh home from being in new canaan in, in connecticut <laughs> over the holidays everyone's all jake everyone's wearing and like LL yeah, a sweater and... and a turtleneck and looking very conformist and all of a sudden you look like yeah a big a really big fluffy mountain <laughs> sheep and i just didn't really know how to handle it what yeah well, you did it. Get... you know what you did you just quit talking to me you yeah, basically but it wasn't just the coat was it it couldn't have been well, you had also been spending time with your ex-girlfriend. No. There was some weirdness there. I don't, think that, I I don't think, think that was it at all. I have no idea what – but, but it, that's a great example of just dumb stuff that comes up, and all of a sudden it escalates into five more dumb things, and then we're not talking anymore. I know. Thank goodness for Cinema Paradiso, a beautiful romantic cinema. Italian film with a soundtrack by Ennio Morricone to bring us back together and remind us that we we're in love. That's exactly what happened. That's literally what happened. We hadn't spoken for weeks. Some Did you invite me to come to that? How did we end up going to the movie together? I'd like to think that I did, but I have no idea. <laughs> Somehow we ended no up clue. at the movie together. Maybe it was for Italian class. Right. And then I remember leaving. It was gently snowing. It was a beautiful evening. I remember the taste of Carmex on my lips as oh my we goodness. reunited. and. Yes, but luckily, <laughs> luckily Cinema Paradiso <laughs> saved us from the big fluffy yeah. sheep jacket. Well, communication around <laughs> conflict can make or break. And we've learned through all the years better ways to do it. But we still have – we still are on the journey of learning. Mm-hmm. Can I just share some of my tactics Please. as a, a veteran? Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Is I now know when to walk away. Mm. Like this – I'm not going to change this. This mm. is he's doing it his way. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to walk away and do something else. Mm-hmm. And we – maybe we'll talk about it later. Maybe we won't. Is this the thing? I, I don't know enough about this, but when people say teachable moment, I think what they're actually saying is not like, hey, that bad thing started to happen and you got to teach in that moment. It's that the bad thing happened. You wait yeah. until everyone's temperatures have come back down to like something approximating 72 degrees and sunny. And that <laughs> is the teachable moment where you can talk about the thing that happened when all of the sort of blood has come out of our you know, cheeks. Right. 
Well, and I think yeah. I've gotten better at walking away and not trying to get to the heart of the matter in that hot moment. Yeah. But I don't think we're very good about actually talking about it afterwards. Yeah. Both, both of us are just like, let's just move on. Like life is long. Right. We're in it for the long haul. Yeah. But then we don't actually unravel like what went wrong there? Mm-hmm. How could we have done that better? Right. And so sometimes those same things keep coming back. I'm sure you're right. So something we can still work. You know what we could do, Vanessa? If we didn't want to do this sort of write in a journal about our feelings thing, we could watch This Is Us, <gasps> my favorite TV show. Would you? <laughs> no, I Would will. You no, please? honey, I, I don't want to. So much from that. Oh, I'm show. sure you did. It's I just so tell me about good. it. Give me the. Cliff I tried. Notes. You didn't want to know. No, I just don't want to watch it. You don't want to watch it. <laughs> and we, by the way, you said clearly that we do not know what we're talking about, right? Oh, we're, we're just still fumbling learning. along here. Yeah, like we're not we're just... communication experts. You've written means. a book, but it wasn't about that. <laughs> no, we're still I haven't still done learning. anything about. And I have this game. The game Kirsha gave us. Yeah, we're not oh really that is strangers. The, that is this is us in a box. Yeah. and I don't sitting on my net stand. We're doing it every <sighs> night. I would like to answer one of those questions. It'll help us share our feelings, get to know each other better. And you know what? It's a nice bedtime activity because do you mm. remember the worst marriage advice that we were given? Don't go to bed mad. Yeah, which makes sense. I actually think absolutely 100% if you're mad, just go to bed and try again tomorrow morning. (laughs) Because I remember hearing that before we got married and thinking, well, yeah, why would you ever want the sun Mm. to set on you having Mm -hmm. bad feelings with each other? Like, resolve your differences so that you can go to bed in love and wake up in love. I actually would go even further. And when we were young and 18 and talked to each other on the phone, it's fine. We have, what are you going to fight about when you're 18 years old? Like, everything is easy. But now it's like, if it's midnight, like, we can't be talking. It's just over. Like, mm-hmm. this day is over. We'll try again tomorrow when the sun is shining again. Right? Because, I mean, you can't even think when you're tired. I remember times where we tried to hash it out. Mm. And it just escalates more and more and more and yeah. more. The more tired you get, the more hysterical I would get, mm. the more I couldn't sleep. Yeah, yeah let's not do that. We yeah. don't do that because we're too old. We just no. fall asleep. No. But we're old enough and wise enough that I think we can handle one, mm. <laughs> one card a night. Let's just try it. It might yeah. be a nice experiment. You know what I'm going to say right now? Because I'm a wise 50-year-old man. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> Thank you, darling. Okay, that actually reminds me of another piece of advice. I remember you know what? Getting. Maybe it's going to be fun. What if it I love it? Be, you might. You, and this is the beauty of a relationship, especially one as long as okay. ours yeah. has been unfolding, is that there are surprises all along the way. I thought you were going to say stay curious. Stay curious, yes. Yeah. And because I am been, naturally very curious. Yep. And when we first met, we had a lot of things in common. Right. Right. We love to go fishing and camping and adventuring. Right. I learned to love to ski, mm-hmm. thanks to you. Yeah. But there are some other things that you introduced me to, skiing, and that I introduced you to, the theater, right. the opera. Right. You've never been to an opera? Nope, sure hadn't. And now? Now I like huge it. Huge fan. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just really curious about this exciting game, the This Is Us in a Box game. Yeah. What's it called? We're not really strangers. Oh. It's about connection. It's I about can't, I can't wait. you need to know each other. Okay, so speaking of things we like to do together, yep. that is one way to foster connection. Yeah. And there are a lot of things we like to do together. By the way, the only friends I have are my friends because we like to do the same things together. Your tennis friends. Right. Fishing friends, tennis friends. Birding friends. Birding friends, skiing friends. So I don't know what that means, but like we do, st- we like to do a lot of stuff together. So that's why one of the reasons we're so friends, including raising our children yep. and running this little business. I will confess, I didn't like birding. I actually hated birding in the beginning. Really? I didn't understand it. I, you seemed way more interested in birding than you were with me when we were together. When well, we were birding. I didn't care. <laughs> I remember walking through the public garden in Boston. We were on yeah. a trip there. And I was so annoyed because all you were doing was looking up at the birds. And I wanted to reminisce and talk about, mm. you know, you want our to talk time about living. <laughs> yes. About <laughs> those years we lived in Boston. Right. And then all of a sudden the thought popped in my mind, just try to figure out what is so fascinating about these birds. <laughs> and I looked up and yeah? all of a sudden. What did you see? It, I couldn't even see them, but I could hear them. Okay. And all of a sudden I felt like this whole world had yeah, opened up to like me. it's like a layer I, on the world. That's what I've yes, been saying. I know. And I had never noticed that before, mm. never appreciated it. And it was just an unlock that something that it was even annoying me and I mm. thought was getting in the way of me truly having connection. Mm-hmm. It unlocked this whole nother level of connection for us. Well, here, listen, Vanessa, this is what I love about <laughs> stay it. Stay curious. Yeah. you got First of all, a great example of staying curious. But- you can walk around all your life and not even know birds are out there. Like, oh, bird, whatever, right? But birds are fascinating. 
This is now turned into a burning <laughs> podcast to convert but everyone it is to burning. Really like, it's like if you ever used Photoshop or any mm-hmm. one of those little design kind of softwares, it's like you just clicked open the layer, the bird layer, and it lays it on top of your world, and it's so much more interesting now. Because yeah. now when you just go to the store, which is normally mm-hmm. like a boring thing you have to do, mm-hmm. you might see a bird on the way. Bring your binos. You never know. ABB. Always be birding. If you follow me on Instagram, I often post an ABB photo of Nate right. birding anywhere and everywhere. Declan and I were just talking about this because he's into Pokemon Go, right? Which I'm not is really basically into, birding. It's birding. Yeah, birding is Pokemon for adults. Mm-hmm, yeah. He's walking around with a little Pokemon Go thing, and there's some kind of, you know, Triceratops or I don't know, whatever, <laughs> over there. Bulbasaur. I don't see it, right? Because yeah. I'm not, I don't have the Pokemon layer on the world clicked, but he does. It's super real. It's right over there. I think there's probably a lot of things like that yeah. where we can help each other just unlock different layers that make the world more interesting. Like you, you unlock the opera layer for me. Yeah. Well, but it is also, with that being said, that is true. It's not necessary that we all, that we embrace the same love for right. things. Like you, this is getting ridiculous, but like, for example, you have the This Is Us layer unlocked. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I'm just not really interested in that that's layer. Fine. I'm not interested in your history podcasts. That's Fair. okay. I, but yeah. I will let you tell me about them. Um, what about tennis? Because I know you are, yeah. you love tennis. That's a great sport. You can mm-hmm. play your whole life. I haven't really embraced tennis yet. I don't really even understand how the scoring works. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? That's fine. Do you hope that I play one day? I don't really think you will. I think I'm more a pickleballer. Yeah, that could be fun. <laughs> After watching you play this last week, and I think that's going to be our thing we do together. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But having things that we like to do together yeah. is important. One thing that we like to do every night before we go to bed, we don't have a lot of rituals that mm-hmm. we like follow. I know there's some couples that always kiss before they go to bed. We do the crossword instead. We do the crossword <laughs> and we watch a funny video. And that that's true. Is... I have learned that if I show you one funny video per day, we are going to have a better relationship. I know. I love it. So I just, that I'm on the hunt constantly. If anyone's listening to this that knows like good sources of funny videos, yep. I'm, I do need lots of sources and I curate and I find a funny one and I show it to Vanessa. And that is my love language. Things that I would say that is something you do. Right. You go out of your way to do for me. Try to find to try funny to, videos. Yeah to, yeah, to connect. Right. And I was thinking about some of the things that I do for you. You do um, a million things for me. Well, I do your laundry. For how many? I mean, for how long? It's incredible. Before we got married, I remember going to your dorm room yeah. and asking when was the last time you washed your towels and you said, what? <laughs> and I was like, I'm taking those with me. And oh, I, man, I think that was probably the only time I ever washed your towels. I know. I actually don't hate doing laundry and mm. I love doing it for you because it's a way that I... That's really nice of you. Connect I really do show. appreciate it. I try to say it all the time. Do I? You do. You're very, you always, okay. yes, you're very good about that. I also know that you prefer to eat your meals on real plates and not paper plates. I really do. I grew up in a paper plate household. Honestly, <laughs> it's crazy. I know it's super old fashioned and dumb, but when you bring me a hot meal on a real plate mm-hmm. and I'm like already sitting down somehow and then you bring it to me, it's like insane the love language that is for me. It's really, I love that. And um, another thing that I know is really important to you is the ooing and aahing. Which your mother instilled in you. My mom is such a pro at that. Describe what the ooing and aahing is. Ooing and aahing is when you're out mowing the lawn or whatever, you're doing something in the garage, you fix something, you organize something. My mom has this incredible ooing and aahing ritual that she'll come out and she'll just make a huge deal about how awesome it is. And it's a joke now. Like she knows that (laughs) we know that she's putting on a show. But it just feels great. But it's now something that you need to know that you are good. (laughs) And appreciated. No, it's it's amazing. And you're not really an ooer or an R, like naturally. You're kind of like, well, good. You got the well, yard cleaned up. Well, of course you mow the lawn because right. I'm in here doing I the dishes. I 500 other things. Right. Scrubbing the toilets and whatever I'm and doing. I don't, like, you know, it, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> but we've learned, each, you know, we're kind of figuring each other out, and you now do a little tiny ooh and ah routine. But you always laugh because you know that I'm just. Yeah, I know you're but it's, making yourself do it. But it makes, it's still nice. It's me trying right. to connect with you speak no, I, your I language what are that. what are some of the things that you go out of your way to do for me oh vanessa this is where i have to acknowledge being a lame husband what do i do no, for you i find you the are... dumb video thing yeah, right yeah i i do really do like sometimes because you're an, you are and always have been like an early morning person but if i know you're tired like you have been this week because mm-hmm. you've been partying with your sisters like a lunatic till vacation two in the hangover yes you've been in a vacation <laughs> hangover I feel good when I can get up and make sure the kids are all sorted out, ready to go to school, off to school, and I see you get up later. It makes me feel like I did something useful. I also like to drive the carpool in the morning. 
Mm, I love when we that. have the carpool week, because I know mm-hmm. it feels it's like something nice for you because it's cold outside. I also whatnot. like that you're the only dad that drives that carpool. It Am just I really? feels like a, mm. at least in this carpool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like doing that because it makes me feel like I'm doing something to help you out. Yeah. But I mean, it's so dumb. Of course I'm driving the carpool. Like, why wouldn't I? Well, now that we both work on the same business in the same right. hours. Exactly. But there were different seasons in our relationship. Yeah. I remember I used to like to try to bring you flowers. When we lived in Paris and I was gone mm. the whole week, and on Fridays I would like to bring you flowers on the way home. I love that. But I don't do that at all anymore. I know, because you don't walk past a florist on your way home right. like you used to. Yeah, That's okay. Keep showing me funny videos. Funny videos. <laughs> driving a carpool. And I, carpool and videos. I remember, this is another actually piece of bad advice we got before we got mm. married. I think it was our bishop that said, as long as you serve your partner— do everything you can to meet their needs and they do the same for you, you will have a happy marriage. And it was mm-hmm. this idea that like, forget it yourself and go to work helping the other person Which and then everything not, will work in and out. Of itself, like bad. I mean, that's, that's True. a good idea. I think the of spirit ways. of it, it yeah. in, as is the don't go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. But after being married for all of these years, I have seen the flaw. Well, because that's kind of golden rule thinking, right? That's like, I'm going to do something nice for Vanessa that I would want her to do for me. And that's kind of all you know to do. Yep. But the platinum rule, mm-hmm. better than golden rule, is do for Vanessa what she wants me to do for Vanessa. But I might not know what that is because I'm a dumb, dumb, dumb. Mm-hmm. So I think, where are you going with this? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that you can't expect your partner to meet all of your needs. Okay, yeah. Especially if you're not communicating about right? it. So communication is key so that they know what your love language is, what's mm-hmm. important to you. Mm-hmm. But also, it's okay to take care of yourself. Well, this is the talk about your feelings thing, right? Mm-hmm. In a way, because I'm not great at that. And I don't, you know, it's not my natural tendency to say, like, let's just figure out how we're feeling, why we feel that way. But you and your girlfriends do that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like great with that, you know? So I, are you saying also, in addition to you have to communicate what your needs are, it's okay if your partner doesn't like meet every single one of those yeah. needs? Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's actually better. Right. Because my girlfriends will have those conversations with me all day long. Right. And you're Marco happy Polo to have groups and you guys can just, you can do the whole thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, by the time you're done talking like that for a few hours, you're really satisfied and happy. And I don't, we don't have to. And I'm ready to come home and love you the way you need to be loved. Mm. Speaking of that, let's talk about physical connection. Honey, are um, you kidding no, me? I'm, we are no, not no, no, going no. to talk about that. I know. But let's just say we had tremendous physical chemistry when we first met that okay. was never an issue pause, no, pause no, no. The podcast. we're not going that deep i promise you i know you i know your comfort zone my comfort zone is but zero i just want to acknowledge that it doesn't matter if you had amazing chemistry mm. when you first met as most people do that's why you end up together i am terrified as you go about through this years of life okay. and kids uh-huh. things change like everything and I think I discovered that. What is this podcast? Where are not, we? I am not a naturally physical person. Okay. Okay. And I know that one of your lang- love languages is physical touch. And then we're not talking about okay. that. Okay. We're just acknowledging that there is an element of physical touch that doesn't come naturally to me. You're not a hugger. I'm not a hugger. That's really true. I hug when I see my friends. If I see someone that I haven't seen in a long time. Right. Or I go to work. Like, like I a, hug people at work. It's like a bizu for you. It's like a greeting. I hugged the people from the jazz yesterday. That I, one of them, I've only seen once well, in so my you life. Are a hugger. Because, Why don't you ever hug okay. me? <laughs> I don't know. That is one of my <laughs> mysteries. Because I love you the most. Uh-huh. But with our everyday rhythm of life, hugging right. has not, it just doesn't <laughs> come naturally. So this is just, I wanted to bring up this topic. Okay. Because it is something that I am aware of and I want to do better. And the Gottmans, they're famous marriage counselors. They've written books. They're like the gold standard of giving marriage advice. And one of the things they talk about is the comings and goings. Those are touch points that are important. And a hug, like when you come home from work, Mm -hmm. I should and I want to. Drop everything and come and give you a hug when you walk in the door. I mean, I know now we work at home together. It's different. So maybe that's why it's also gotten diluted because we're Uh, like upstairs, downstairs. Like my office is upstairs. Yours is downstairs. We're crossing paths all day long and it doesn't have this clear delineation like it did when I was staying home. home. Yeah. But I remember even in those moments thinking I want to and I should hug him when he walks in the Mm. door. But then you would walk in the door and I'm like, I am so sick of these kids and I'm so tired and I want him to come sweep me off my feet and smother mm. me with kisses 
I didn't do that. You didn't do that either. And right. it's not because that's not your love language. It's just what we're both tired. Mm. And so it's okay to give each other some slack and find ways to meet those needs. And as I'm thinking about very G-rated ways for physical connection, I was thinking about the recent quest we've been on to get the perfect mattress so that we feel comfortable laying <laughs> next to each other in our bed. Because we thought we needed a firm mattress. It turns out we needed the medium hybrid Tempur-Pedic, <laughs> guys. That is the gold standard mattress. But mm-hmm. I make a point now to <laughs> touch you with my toe. Wait, you do? <laughs> well, you know, I have the hot flashes too, so I can't really fully <laughs> snuggle for very long. Oh, my goodness. But I do. That is, if you feel me reaching you that's over. You, that's that a, that's me commu- making... communicating, making connection. That's not you warming up your toes. Okay, I got it. Thank you for clarifying that. I didn't understand. I'm still working on it. That's great, and babe. Look, I'm going to hold you. your hand here right now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I hold your hand in the car. Mm-hmm. What are some other things that I could do that would help you feel <laughs> connected? Oh, this is great. Just the toes is good. <laughs> yeah. Keep doing that now that I know. Mm, I love how modest and adorable you are. <laughs> okay. One other thing I'm trying to do better mm. is I I know another one of your love like, <laughs> Love languages is words of affirmation. I do like that. And I that. sometimes don't say them, even if they come into my you mind. You know, you understandably have high expectations of, you know, how I should be performing my various duties. Mm-hmm. And so it's okay that you don't be like, oh, wow, you did such an amazing job. You are the best. Oh, you loaded the dishwasher. I am so <laughs> grateful. No, I do expect you to do that. And you do do that. Right. You know, I, I just, that feels patronizing if I'm being honest. So. Yeah. But the kinds of words of affirmation that I'm thinking that I could be better at is I often have thoughts in my head of like, oh, my gosh, he is so handsome. I am so lucky he is mine. Oh, my goodness. He sounds so smart right now. (laughs) This is one of the like real like blessings of working together is I get to see you in this whole other world of, you know, business Mm. and entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. that is like shines a whole new light on what really, I didn't that's know. That's not what I'm looking for. You don't want me to tell you that how I mean, handsome you I are really and how powerful it. you were really in the boardroom. No, what I just how... want to know is I'm a good dad and a good husband. That's oh. what I really, that's the affirmation that I want. I do think that too. I know. That's all I really want. Okay. I mean, I'm going to try to do my best at work and all that stuff, whatever. But the words of affirmation that mean, that actually mean something to me is that I'm a good dad. I'm a good husband. Because that's the most important thing to you. Yeah. I'm a, well, you know, you are, I'm a you. good son. I'm a good brother. Like, that's what I, that's what I care about. So relationships are important? Well, yeah. Communication's important. Connection. <laughs> All of those things. Honey, you're the best dad. You're the best <laughs> husband. I was going to read excerpts from my journal of where I talk about how amazing and wonderful you are. I might just post those on Instagram because it's true. All those things that I felt and thought when I was 18 are and you doing falling, falling for, for you right are true right now. No, but I want to talk about this, like, need you have to be yeah. a good dad. Okay. I also have that same, like, yeah. well, our you're kids an incredible are everything mother. to us, right? Yes. But who comes first, the kids or me? Isn't it all one? Yes, but I was there first. Yeah. And then the kids come, and as we are feeling, well, see, hey, now they do When, I do they, hear, they do when I, one of the boys is not speaking respectfully to you, you... Are, you clearly know that you come first because I cannot handle that yeah. and I come unglued, right? Yeah. So I guess you come first. Okay. Well, I've always felt that that like this relationship between you and me is the foundation that our yeah. family is going to grow on and we need to be solid. And I never wanted to be one of those couples who were madly in love and then they raised their kids and then they left and they didn't know each other anymore and they didn't even want to be together. I don't think it's going to happen to us because no. we were just off on a little trip together and we had a great time. It was just the I two of us. I think we actually sometimes have more fun. It's just you and me than Honey, do. our kids could be listening to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, they probably aren't. It just Let's reminds us of this unique connection that we have together. And yes, you're an incredible father. We love our kids, which brings me to like another layer of communication and that is communicating with kids. That's a whole other podcast. How do you get your kids to respond to your texts? Uh, I have no idea. No, you know what you do? You start a new app. A new app. A new app called HeyFam for communicating (laughs) with your family. I do love HeyFam. Tell us about HeyFam, Nate. Vanessa, HeyFam is kind of like your family group chat, but way, way, way better for a couple of reasons. The first reason is it's not in the same 
chat app that you have all your other nonsense chats in, mm-hmm. right? It's a separate place for your it's our family. It's a dedicated place. Yeah. For family. So if, if I see a, like a notification on iMessage, it could be anything. It could be like the, you know, the, like we have to take the car in tomorrow or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be something annoying about, it could be any number of things. If I see a notification on HeyFam, I know it's about my family. It's like seeing a notification on LinkedIn that's like work-related stuff, super boring. I'm never going to open that. Or a notification on Instagram or Facebook. It could be, you know, some kind of social connection. could be anything. But if it's on HeyFam, I know it's something to do with my family. Now, that actually might mean that I'm not going to open it right away. I'm going to open it when I have a minute to be like in family mode. So if I'm in the middle of a meeting, I get an iMessage. I might have to see, is the house burning down? If I got a HeyFam notification, it's like, oh, cool. There's like something I'm going to look at later. Yeah. And it's like photos that we care about. It's, you know, and then the other best, okay, that's the first thing. It's just out of the noise of Mm -hmm. our normal text message. The other awesome thing is rooms. Yep. So different like topic-based rooms inside of my HeyFam, you know, chats with my family. So we have Pure Pets. So if I know if there's a notification Which is in the pure most pets, active room very, in our very much the most active room. A lot of pets in this family. It's going to be adorable and or funny things about our pets doing funny things, right? And then we have other channels that are like, this stuff's important to us. The breadcrumbs channel. Uh, not channel, room. So I think those are the two big things for me. It's get it out of the noise of every other place. Like it's not work. It's not friends. It's not just normal life chaos. It's our family place on our phone. And then being able to have different rooms in there where you can have different kinds of conversations. But because you have different rooms and because it's not in the middle of iMessage, our kids and us, I think we're a lot more likely to share things because we're not, we're not going to interrupt someone's day. And if you see a notification in the breadcrumbs channel, you kind of know what it's going to be. So you're going to look at it when you're ready to look at it. Yeah. I find myself that there's something timely like I need someone to take the garbage out or whatever. I'll iMessage. put it in the text thread because it'll yeah. pop up and I, I've learned to use as few words as possible. Right. Put the most important word for, first, oh. fire, and then you maybe said, they'll still. <laughs> you said, how do you get your kids to respond to your text message? Step one, use like four words. Mm-hmm. The ones that will just pop up in the preview because yeah. they're not going to. If they, I think as soon as our kids see it has more than two lines, they're like, not reading that. It's true. So, yeah, we've learned that. But you're saying hey, using Hey Fam with your family doesn't mean you stop using iMessage. No, we use iMessage all the time for like, mm-hmm. hey, dinner at six. Yeah. But the stuff that goes into Hey Fam is like, it was, you know, Declan was doing something adorable. I took a picture of him and posted it. And I know the family would like it. Yeah. I like it because it's got a separate safe place and it's easy to find things and it just feels like protected. And that's what we want more than anything is just to protect our family. Yeah. Keep them safe. Keep our memories safe. And I feel like, especially because we are starting to have kids that are moving out across the country, you know, it's a, it's a great way to stay connected. If and you in took HeyFam away from me right now, Vanessa, yeah, I'd be really disappointed. <gasps> that is the sign that the product that is something. actually really great. Like if, I mean, honestly, I know we built it. I know it's connected to our business and all that. But seriously, if it went away, I would be really disappointed. Yeah, I'd have to try to find a way to replace it. I don't know what we would do. Well, we've tried lots of different things, right? Google Hangouts, GroupMe, whatchamacallit, yeah, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. We'd, have, we'd have to figure out some way to kind of reconstruct what we have in HeyFam if you took it away yeah, from me right but now. But none of, them, none of them are as good. So, Well, you know, you can decide as the chapbooker-in-chief not to take it away from us. So just... <laughs> I'm not. We're going to keep going. And, in fact, I am offering to anyone who's listening, it is in the App Store right now for right. iPhone and Android. It's free. It's Why free. is it free, Vanessa? I thought this was a business we're running. What are we doing here? Why is it a free app? At Chatbooks, we are on a mission to strengthen families. And we know and we believe that communication between the people you care about strengthens those yeah. bonds. And okay, great. But, we also believe yeah. in holding on to what matters. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and often we want to share photos with each other, right? Right. And it is the easiest way to get photos from everyone in your family into your chatbooks. Right. So we can make it free because it's going to be the easiest way to print your photos one day in chatbooks, which you do pay for. Yeah. Chatbooks is not free, right? No. It's very affordable, though. (laughs) It's just not free. But yeah, so HeyFam is free, always will be free. We'll never have any ads. We don't need like a business model for HeyFam because it's just a way of making chatbooking easier and more fun with your family. Yeah. 
there's also a way in HeyFam to have private conversations with people. We also have a room for our extended families. If you love your family and you want to strengthen your family and communicate and an easy way to add photos to your chapbooks, check the out The easiest hey and the, the funnest easiest. way. Yes. The to funnest. Add to your chapbooks. Yeah. We like fun. I know. I like you. I like you too, You're babe. fun. You're a really fun guy. <laughs> I'm a really fun guy. What can I say? All right, Nate, let's leave with this question. After being together for 33 years. That's insane. Married for 28. Yep. Seven kids. Yep. Multiple moves, living internationally, building a business together. Mm-hmm. If you could give a piece of advice to your younger self, would what would like it be? I would like to go smack around the younger self of me and make sure he is listening better to you when you are upset and figuring out how to be, you know, a better husband. Like I, I just think I could say, hey, dude, you need to settle down. When she's upset, just stop talking and listen and just really try to let her express why she's upset, why she's unhappy, and then, you know, do something about it. So yeah. I would want to, ha- I would like definitely dress down the younger version of me. Well, I want you to know that I picked up my journal that I started when we were dating and kept through our wedding and having our first baby. And over and over and over again, I talk about what a good listener you are and how good you are at telling me what I needed to hear and that I was good and that I was beautiful. And you're an incredible husband. And you have been all of these years. And I can't wait for many, many, many more. I remember once we had an anniversary and I was like, man, can you believe we've been together this long? And you're like, I can't wait to celebrate our 50th. And I like, (laughs) oh, man, that felt like... That felt like a lot of work from where we were mm. to how to get to 50. But every year we we learn more, we get better at it, we get closer, and I can't wait. Thanks, Mama. Spend the rest of my life in eternity with you. <laughs> Me too. Love you. Thanks, Fia. I love you. That's a wrap. Oh, I love that man so much. That was so fun for me. I think we need to have Nate on the podcast more often. What do you think? Honestly, I had so many more questions that I wanted to ask him while he was officially in the hot seat, but I could sense he was he was at his limit. But did he sell you on HeyFam hard enough? It really is the best thing ever. And not just for connecting and communicating with our family, but also with Nate's side of the family and mine too. So download the app. Let me know what you think. And feel free to DM me over on Instagram at Vanessa Quigley if you have any questions about HeyFam or marriage or family life or honestly anything. The Mom Force is a safe space. Thanks for being here and until next time.